You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. folks, and welcome to episode 84 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Bart Bouchotts, and this is the show for September 2020. This is an unusual show. It's a solo show. And in one sense, it's a little bit meta, because my inspiration for this show was my utter failure to find any inspiration for a show. So... You know, this is a monthly podcast. Um, Normally, in a normal year, my problem is I have more than 12 ideas. But 2020 hasn't been a normal year. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because, you know, well, all sorts of reasons really, but you all have your own 2020 issues, I am sure. But bottom line, um, I am at a high risk myself because of my own health condition. And my husband is at extremely high risk. So basically, we need to keep our viral friend out of our home at all costs. Also, due to an accident of timing, trying to buy a house while trying to live through a pandemic, which is a little bit of stress on top of a little bit of stress. And given that I work in education and that the government have prioritised education, which... Well, it seems like a good thing for the children of Ireland, but it does mean that I'm now facing an end to the security and safety of working from home and facing into the uncertainty and stress of a highly adapted, highly altered campus. And, you know, the university have put a lot of effort into making it as safe as they can. But at the end of the day, more human beings bunched together is more risk for the virus. So it's definitely being a stressful time at the moment. And I've struggled every month up until now to find a topic to talk about, if I'm honest. But this month, it really wasn't happening. Um, You know, normally... You know, when it's stressful week in work or whatever, I don't worry about the fact that I haven't had a brainwave until the end of the week because I'll record something on Sunday and, you know, by Friday evening or whatever, an idea will have come to me and it'll be grand. This week was a stressful week. Term is starting up. Things were breaking. Lots of fires to put out, metaphorically, not physically. And so I wasn't particularly stressed about the fact that as I closed over my laptop on Friday evening to start the weekend... I hadn't the faintest idea what I was going to record about. Figured, I'll go out with my daily cycle and inspiration will happen because that's how it usually works. So I jumped on the bike. The sun was shining. It was actually a nice day. Um, I finished up on time, which is not always the case on Fridays. So I got to go out before it got dark. Lovely cycle. Two and a half hours really got stuck in. And came home. Nope. No inspiration. Oh, well cook dinner. Something might happen while I listen to podcasts while cooking dinner. Nope. Do the laundry? Nope. Figured I'll sleep on it. Woke up just as bemused, bewildered, whatever, as when I went to bed. Okay, then I guess we'll brave the gauntlet of the weekly shop. Still nothing. Not all that surprising. 
Uh, at this stage, we're halfway through Saturday. Still nothing. Okay. Getting a little bit more worried now. Made lunch. Listened to more podcasts. Still no inspiration. Then I decided to do my accounts, which I would normally do after podcasting because it's boring and horrible. Uh, but I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm podcasting about, so I'll just do my accounts. And in the middle of doing my accounts of all times, the title of a poem, of all things, just came into my mind. I'm not a very poetic person. That's really not my thing. Um, in school, my worst three subjects were English, Irish and French. Um, actually, in order, it would have been Irish, worst, French, second, worst, English, third, worst. But the languages were not my thing. And while I did enjoy some of the stuff we did in English, an awful, awful lot of the poetry went clean over my head. And when I say a lot, I mean almost all of it. You know, I will admit to having genuinely enjoyed the novels we studied, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is a superb piece of work. Um, and while it's a depressing play, I understood King Lear. But the poetry, not so much. Anyway, of all of the hundreds of poems I studied in my five years of secondary school, almost none of them have made an impact on me. But one stands out above the others. It's a poem written very late in his life and his career um, by one of Ireland's greatest poets, uh, William Butler Yeats, W.B. Yeats. And it's called The Circus Animal's Desertion. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually going to read some excerpts from the poem. I'm not going to read it all, but it'll make sense why. Um, and then I'm going to explain what on earth it has to do with this episode of Let's Talk Photography. Okay, now I hate reading out loud. Uh, if anyone listens to another podcast knows, I find any excuse to make the guest read out loud, but there is no guest, so you're going to have to make up with me reading out loud. I'll do my best. The Circus Animal's Desertion by William Butler Yeats Part 1 I sought a theme and sought for it in vain. I sought it daily for six weeks or so. Maybe at last, being but a broken man, I must be satisfied with my heart, although... Winter and summer till old age began, my circus animals were all on show. Those stilted boys, that burnished chariot, lion and woman and Lord knows what. Part 2. What can I but enumerate old themes? Now I'm going to pause the reading here and just say that the next three stanzas are Yeats criticising his own work. He basically runs through his own career and is actually really hard on himself, which isn't fair because he's one of the greatest poets from an island famous for producing great poets. But anyway, he's he's fairly cynical. Um, but he ramps up his overview of his career with a powerful line, and then he goes into the third section, third and final section of the poem. So I'm going to pick it up at the last line of the second part of the poem and take it from there. Players and painted stage took all my love and not those things that they were emblems of. Part 3 Those masterful images because complete grew in pure mind, but of what began? A mound of refuse for the sweepings of a street, old kettles, old bottles, broken can, old iron, old bones, old rags, that raving slut who keeps the till. Now that my ladder's gone, I must lie down here where all the ladders start, in the foul rag-and-bone shop 
of the heart. Well, that's a poem inspired by having lost all inspiration to write poems. Wonderfully meta. A poem inspired by an inability to write poems. Well, this is a podcast about photography inspired by an inability to have inspiration for a podcast about photography. So, that's the link. And in fact, that pretty much ties into 2020. Just on a whole. The more stressed I am, the less creative I can be. The less inspiration appears. And... That goes doubly, triply so for inspiration required on a schedule, which is what you have with the monthly podcast. And it sort of also applies to just all of my photography. So in like my output of photography for 2020 is not normal. <laughs> I find that my big boy camera is just coated, caked in dust. Um, it, it just isn't getting used. I just don't have the effort, the mental energy, the will to drag that thing around. It just, it just not happening this year. But my iPhone is in my pocket all the time. And the iPhone uh, 11 Pro is actually a very capable camera. So while 99.9% of the time inspiration is not banging down my door... I have still managed to take some photographs in 2020. And it's sort of down to the fact that I've decided, you know, my my life has become extremely routine. So in the morning, I take a walk. And I don't, not that I have a single route, but I only have a handful of possible routes because there's only so far you can walk from your own front door. So many, so many roads that are safe to walk on. So a limited repertoire. And then over lunch, I take a walk. Same constraints. And in the evening, I go for a cycle. And for much of 2020, there have been restrictions on where I can cycle. Sometimes those restrictions are tight. Sometimes they're less tight. So they sort of ebb and flow. And as they've ebbed and flowed, where I've cycled has ebbed and flowed. But at the end of the day, most of the time, I'm cycling in extremely similar places. So... Strange, unusual, and exotic places are just not on the menu for 2020. It's the same places over and over again. So I've decided to focus on, I guess, two things. Trying to notice the subtle beauty in ordinary things. It would keep an eye out particularly for how nature manages to make a home for itself in suburban Ireland. And how there's actually a lot of beautiful things sort of just in and around our very mundane and boring place. And also, while the place isn't changing in 2020, thank goodness time is. We march forward. Science continues to evolve. You know, whenever this thing is going to end, that's getting closer. But also, that nature I'm making an effort to notice is cyclical. It changes, it evolves. It, you know, it has a cycle. So I'm also capturing not many different places, but the same place at many different times. And then as and when I do manage to actually get away, you know, maybe there's no lockdown at the moment, I have a day off work, the weather's good, 
I make a day of it and I really go somewhere far on the bike, well, I'll make an effort to capture those exotic and strange places. And there's also a lot of places that I... I mean, I know they're beautiful, but they're right here. I pass them all the time. So to me, I don't feel I can just keep photographing the same thing over and over and over again. But if the light or the sky are particularly good, I am making that effort. So I sort of popped some of my... the results of that thinking into the show notes over at less-talk.ie. So when I look at this, you know, I find that I actually have been tracking how things evolve. So a good example, not the only example, but a good example, is the snowberry bush. So snowberries, the berries themselves are very eye-catching. They're about the size of a grape, and they're bright white, hence being called snowberries. But the flowers, those very impressive berries come from are really small and subtle. Tiny little pink things, like a millimetre or two across, absolutely tiny. Um, so as soon as I spotted the snowberry bush developing its flowers, I used the wonderful close-up 2x zoom on the iPhone 11 Pro to capture those little flowers. And then, much to my surprise, within a week there were snowberries. So I was able to sort of capture that transition from these teeny tiny subtle flowers almost no one notices into the beautiful snowberries. And because I am the world's biggest Monty Python fan, the other thing I just couldn't resist capturing and sharing was first the beautiful elder flower. There are these, you know, vibrant white, massive clusters of tiny flowers. So at the macro level, the cluster is this huge blossom but it's made up of lots of teeny tiny little flowers, so I kind of love that. But it's also very white, but the leaves of the elder tree are extremely dark, deep green. So you have this really strong contrast between these massive bunches of white flowers against this very deep green background. So I love photographing elder flower. And of course, each of those tiny little flowers becomes a tiny little berry, or an elderberry. So elderflower to elderberry. And being a Monty Python fan, of course, I have to link to the wonderful French taunting scene. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberry. Now go away or I will taunt you a second time. Is it insulting to do a bad French, a bad imitation of a bad French accent? That isn't racist. Hmm. Anyway. The, The other thing that sort of stands out is when I find little bits of nature clinging on in unexpected ways or perhaps more exotic nature than I would have thought in my little urban setting. So... A good example of that is a beautiful tiny little fern that managed to make a home for itself in the cracks in a stone wall. I always think that kind of thing is cool. And the other thing is, if you keep your eye out in the grass verges along those very ordinary roads that are all over Ireland, sometimes nature throws the unexpected at you. Like a deep royal purple flower with a bright yellow middle bit that's actually a member of the nightshade family, a woody nightshade. Out of nowhere, it appeared one day and a few days later it was gone. It didn't bloom for very long. But goodness me, was it an exotic visitor, so it certainly got my attention. And another good example is an amazing double rainbow over a spectacularly ordinary urban street. And of course, as the summer goes on, butterflies start to appear. So they don't care whether it's a garden flower or a fancy natural flower, you know. They'll, they'll sit down and feed on it. And if you sneak up on them carefully enough with your iPhone, you can actually snap a really quite impressive shot. So I think the one I chose to pop into the show notes is a tortoiseshell, which is a particularly pretty butterfly. Um, they have lovely texture because they're extremely sort of furry. Um, so they photograph well. And 
there's lots of things that are just kind of subtle, right? Ivy, we think of for its leaves, right? Those rich green leaves covering everything. But ivy flowers, in fact, it's delicious, makes lovely honey. Ivy blossom honey is delicious if you can find it. Um, but the flowers are teeny tiny and really subtle. Um, but if you're paying careful attention, <laughs> there they are. So another example is wasps feeding on um, l- ivy flowers. And the other thing, of course, that turns ordinary wildflowers into something special is when they have an, an insect visitor as you pass them by. And there's no more photogenic insect visitor than the ladybug or ladybird, depending which side of the Atlantic you're from. Uh, so another example in the show notes is a seven-spotted ladybird feeding on a lovely white yarrow flower. So the contrast of the white yarrow um, is great, you know, works great with the rich red and the deep black of the ladybug. And of course, the sky can turn the ordinary extraordinary, either by having amazing light, so the places you've been all the time with the light is just great, or the sky itself is great. And so... Early in the pandemic, um, I was still comfortable walking along the canal. Um, but as the pandemic went on, the place started to become really crowded with joggers and cyclists huffing and puffing, all unmasked. And I stopped feeling comfortable with all of those heavy exhalations all around me. Um, so you'll notice, actually, if you go through my stream, that the canal photographs dry up, if you use a horrible pun. Um, but the first example I picked of, you know, a sky making all the difference is actually from very early in the pandemic, um, when the very ordinary Royal Canal has this amazing sky above it, a low sun peeking through the clouds and a perfect reflection in the canal as an Irish Rail train goes whizzing by. And the next example is a stupendously mundane view of the M3 motorway. Granted, a very empty M3 motorway because it was, you know, pandemic times, mid-lockdown in April. Uh, And this amazing rich red sky as the sun sets in the distance. And then, you know, as the summer went on, um, you had these amazing, very Irish, you know, rich blue skies with fluffy white, perfect cotton wool clouds over, you know, St. Patrick's College of Maynooth, which is a place I spend so much time but again when you give it that perfect cotton wool sky it's it's well worth you know taking a shot and then sometimes the Dublin mountains near us cause spins in the air and so we actually get flying saucer clouds so one day again cycling on a very ordinary Kildare field all of a sudden the sky was full of these flying saucer clouds well that's worth you know slamming on the brakes and taking a snap and then the last sort of example of this is um, a place called Tado, which is literally just, you know, a few miles from my front door. I pass it all the time, so I don't stop and take a picture every time. You, you know, I want to be utterly, utterly bored of it. But I was passing it one day exactly as the sun was just clipping the top of the trees along the horizon. And with the iPhone's innate HR abilities, you end up with this beautiful backlit shot of the setting sun, sun beams coming out of the top of a tombstone. But you had enough detail left in the ruins of the old church and round tower to make it interesting. And of course, you have the reds, the, the oranges, really, of, of the sunset. So that was well worth slamming on the brakes and grabbing a snap. And as I say, from time to time, I was able to get free, you know, be, you know, good weather, time off work and a less lockdown lockdown um, coincided so that I could visit um, a place I've been meaning to get to for ages, but it's a fairly lengthy cycle. Um, 
the, the, the screen hill near Tara, opposite Tara. Um, and so I managed to make it up there on the bike and I thought, well, I have to capture this. So I have a snapshot of the bike resting against the ruins of the church. Look, look, I cycled here, look. Um, and then a, a panorama of the panoramic view. I mean, really, it was an amazing view with a lovely sunburst in it. Um, so again, it's, you know, a place I'd never actually been to before, managed to get to this year. So I absolutely made a point of capturing it. And then actually, ironically, as the second major lockdown for us began, I ended up, I was on a holiday, it was time off work, the weather was good, and we had just been constrained to not leaving our county, which is sort of an intermediate level of lockdown in early September, no, actually late August, sorry, early August. And I decided to make the most of it. Actually, I didn't, I wasn't sure in my time off work now that I think about it, actually, but it was just really good weather and obviously coincided with the weekend. Uh, so I decided to explore the edges of Gildare and to take my bike as, you know, stick a mile or two from the edge of the county and see what I can see. And of course, the, the one side of the county touches the Dublin mountains. And so the, I was able to take the mountain bike up one of the foothills of the Dublin mountains and stay, you know, 500 metres from the edge of County Gildare. Um, but of course, great views from up there um, and also a beautiful historic village of uh, Kilteal. Uh, which I misspelled in my tweet, just to annoy you about that. Uh, and you can't edit them. So it says kill tail, it is kill teal. Um, and so I also slammed on the brakes and grabbed a snap of the ruins in Kilteal, which are also right at the edge of the county. Um, and then in September, when I actually did have some time off work, um, we were actually unlocked. You know, I sort of celebrated the end of the Kildare lockdown by going beyond the border of Kildare and into the actual foothills of the Dublin mountains in County Dublin and so I couldn't resist taking a snap of my mount, trusty mountain bike and a mountain trail up in one of the foothills of the Dublin mountains. So that's, I guess that's sort of how I've been photographically coping with my circus animals deserting me a bit in 2020. Um, I'm imagining I'm not alone in finding it hard to be inspired. In fact, I know I'm not because I've listened to other podcasters describe their thoughts and feelings. And so I hope that by sharing where I've been managing to find little bits and pieces of inspiration and little bits and pieces of lens fodder, I'm hoping maybe I've helped some of you get over your lack of inspiration, maybe. If I have... I'd love to hear about that. Um, and if you have any other thoughts on how to deal with 2020, um, you know, by all means, tweet um, or leave feedback at letstashtalk.ie. As I say, you will find the excerpt of the poem I read at letstashtalk.ie, um, along with the photographs I've mentioned are all embedded in that post. Uh, and also a link to read the full poem if you want the middle section where Yeats is self-critical describing his own career. Um I it's a short episode. It's an unusual episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line under it here. And I'm just going to say A to everyone who has supported the show over the years, thank you very much. To those of you who are sort of thinking, hmm, should I shouldn't I? Well, if and only if you can afford it I'll be honest, it'd be nice to get some more support for the show. Um, Patreon money has gone down 
in 2020 as has PayPal money, to be honest. Um, the intention for me with podcasting is to break even-ish. Basically, I'm doing it for fun and as a creative outlet, not as a profit center. Thank goodness, or I'd be not eating. Um, but I'm in a financial situation, you know, trying to buy a house, various other things. Podcasting can't be something that costs. It has, it has to pay for itself. And it's not quite doing that at the moment. Um, it, it was. Uh, end of 2019, it was. Early 2020, it was. But for entirely understandable reasons, Patreon money has taken a noticeable dive in 2020. And as I say, the PayPal donations have, well, they're basically dried up, mostly dried up. So the two, okay, so the the way to support show, like if you're in a similar financial situation to so many people, don't even think about giving any of the money that you're struggling to pull together to me. Drop it from your mind. What you can do instead is tweet about the show, socially distantly tell your friends about the show, tweet about the show, Facebook about the show, if you're into that kind of thing. Just share the word, review the show and your podcaster of choice. That is supporting the show. You can also send me questions and ideas for future shows in the feedback page at letstashtalk.ie or on Twitter. Um, because I have a funny feeling four weeks from now I might be out of inspiration again and I can't do another instalment about not having inspiration to do an instalment. So, you know, maybe some ideas would be nice. Some questions. Um, but if you want to help the show financially, the most effective way is through Patreon, which is a mechanism that makes it financially viable to give, for listeners to give small dollar amounts in such a way that all of the money doesn't go on PayPal fees. And so you pledge a small dollar amount per episode, it'll be exactly two episodes a month, one Apple, one photography. And so if you'd like to give me $2 a month, pledge one. If you'd like to give me $5 a month, pledge two fifty. you get the idea. And at the end of the month, Patreon money comes in. The bills come due. I pour one bucket into the other. And at the moment, they're not quite reaching. But in an ideal world, they'd fill each other up and that'd be great. And then there's also non-recurring expenses. You know, new software, new hardware. Those, those get paid for out of the PayPal money. Um, PayPal is great for making one-off larger donations. So anything above sort of five, five or really anything above five dollars, five euro, the PayPal fees cease to be extortionate um, and it, it becomes an effective way to contribute. Uh, and then there's affiliate links as well. For people who need hosting, there's a Hover affiliate link. And for people who need, you know, Linux virtual machines and that kind of nerdery, um, there is a DigitalOcean affiliate link. And that one actually has the great advantage that when you get as far as spending your first 50 euro, uh, you get some free money and I get some free money. Well, not free money, free credit. Um, but since the, um, the website for the show is hosted on DigitalOcean, you're literally paying for the show when you do that. And I love it when I get a free month of DigitalOcean. It really helps. Anyway, I've prattled on long enough. Detailed show notes with the poem and all of the photographs I've been talking about. Let's-talk.ie Until next time, stay safe. I hope you find some inspiration. And above all, as much as you can, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
Hi, this is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and anything related to those technologies. Um, with my along with my co-host Warren Sklar, um, we get in depth with a lot of great things that relates to iOS and and its technologies. I'd love to give you to give it a listen. Uh, you can find us at intouchwithios.com, or we are in Apple Podcasts or any. Uh, podcatcher will be able to find us um, but uh, give us a listen we'd love to have you listening to uh, those great technologies and relating to ios thanks